Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. This is the first time I've spoken today. Oh, it's okay, actually. I thought my voice would be really croaky. It's very early in the morning here in Bride Chillers at Bride Chiller headquarters, London, my house. And uh, I am up early to get stuff done. Sometimes you've just got to set the alarm for half an hour or an hour earlier than you would normally do just to make sure you get all your shit sorted before you have to go to the place of work. And that is my scenario today. I've done some weights, did a little beach body workout. I pumped some iron, feeling good about my glutes and my other muscles that I can't remember the names of. And now I'm recording this wonderful episode of the Bride Chiller podcast. It's Q&A Thursday. You might have noticed that my Monday episodes for the past few weeks have been a summer series, as I like to call them. Welcome to my summer series. It's uh, just a chance for me to share some of my more classic popular episodes with you. And this was one of Rich's ideas because he said, you know what, a lot of people might not have gone back into the back catalogue. They might have found you and have no idea that you've done all this other stuff, which is why I married him. He's a very clever man. We're also taking this time, well, actually, I lie. I was like, we're taking this time to do other work. Well, my day job's taken up a lot of my time, which is fine. I'm really enjoying it. But I'm trying to devise a bit of a plan. I'm future planning, like all business people should, for uh, (laughs) episodes that are coming up, great guests. I'm doing lots of records and also just thinking a little bit about how I can offer you more value. If you are on my mailing list, you would already know all this stuff. So this is why you need to jump on the list. I don't spam you. I don't send you any shit. It's just emails from me to you. And uh, I tell you stuff. There it is. Today's episode is all about solving problems quickly because I have three guests who need answers now, which is what I can do. Also, later in the episode, I would like to introduce you to Amanda. She has just released a pretty spiffy, good-looking wedding planning course that you can basically purchase, use, instead of seeking professional help if that's what you so wish. Professional help doesn't mean mental health help. It means uh, wedding planning help, (laughs) which sometimes is the same thing. Oh, there you go. It's a bit of a dad joke to start the morning. Uh, Let's hit our first, our very first Q&A question. Who may it be from? Hi, Alicia. It's T from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now, and now I'm listening to your other podcast, Significant Others. I love it. Um, The reason I'm calling is my... My wedding is in a month, actually three weeks, so it's really coming up, and we just met with our officiant, um, and everything went great, except for when we got to the part where he pronounces us, um, after we kissed, and he says, now I announce for the first time, Mr. and Mrs., his name, um, I was wondering if you had any advice on if there was any other way to put that. Um, I know that my identity is not being enveloped in my husband's identity. Um, I'm not losing my identity, and I was wondering if we could drop the Mr. and Mrs. his name um, for something else. Um, I am taking his last name, but I don't like that he wants to introduce us as Mr. and Mrs. His first name, his last name. Um, so I love your podcast, 
and have you? Dee, great question. Personal identity and as you said, you're choosing to take your husband to be's name and that's rad, that's ace, that's your decision and I support you. I think that when it comes to the wedding, it's actually really weird and I haven't said this before, but I was quite defensive about being labelled a wife. And I don't mean this in a bad way. I love being married to Rich and I know he loves being married to me and if he were not in bed right now, he would also say that. But it was a change in my personal status. It was a change in my mindset. I had to sort of think about it. I didn't want to be thought of in a certain way, which sounds stupid now I say it. But also, it's just a big deal. You spend all the time, as we go over and over this, saying, we're organizing a wedding. We're booking this. We're booking that. But a lot of the time, we don't step aside and go, what does this mean for my identity, my personal identity? So great question. Really good question. My first answer, I've just been Googling thinking about other ways to say, instead of Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so, what about team so-and-so? I now, I want to introduce you to team blah, blah, blah. I think this idea that, because it's what you are, you're a team, you're a pair. And maybe we don't need to come out and say, Mr. and Mrs. blah, blah. I'm sure your officiant won't be using that voice like that, like some sort of 50s radio announcer. But maybe it's a matter of making it fun taking away that sort of weird first moment of identity. The other option I have for you is to just go with it and say, look, just sort of, honestly, you probably won't even hear it. It's two seconds. But maybe it's that moment to make you feel slightly uncomfortable, but comfortable in a good way, to push the boundary, step outside that box. We had Vanessa, our lovely celebrant, officiant, if you're in the States, go through and I just hacked out any sort of... (laughs) This is awful. But we took the red pen to any sort of sentimentality in in our ceremony, in our service. And that didn't mean it wasn't romantic. We just weren't into schmushy stuff. That made me feel uncomfortable. That made me question my identity. Because I think everyone there would know that, as you would know, having listened, if you are into this podcast and listened to more than one episode, you go, yeah, Alicia tells it like it is. I'm not very smushy. I I feel uncomfortable with sentimentality, gross sentimentality which some people might find lovely, but I do that sort of, I'm, I'm squinching my face up right now, like, ugh, ugh. And BTW, that doesn't mean I'm not in touch with my feelings. I'm really in touch with my feelings, and I tell people about them too much, probably. Dee, I think you need to workshop this with your partner, but I do think if you want to turn this around and make it sort of a fun announcement, you could attach some sort of, um, as I said, a team announcement or welcome to presenting the uh, look, maybe your officiant might want to do this, but who cares? It's your wedding. Of course they're going to do it. But maybe attaching some sort of fun title to it that's not Mr. and Mrs. if that's not the way you want to go. Have I been helpful? I hope so. Please leave me a review, Adi. And I know your wedding's really soon and I'm very excited for you and I hope that it goes really well. And don't think about this. I think we often overthink things. If the last little two minutes of you listening to me says anything it's that Alicia probably overthinks things sometimes and everything's fine now so maybe it's one of those moments you just got to let it wash over you and move on and have a drink and enjoy your reception and then come to terms with your new identity because it took me a couple of weeks we would go my husband doesn't like vegetables my husband won't be happy with... It's always negative. Do you notice when I say that? My husband won't be happy with this service. That's how I got into it, just digging around. And then I'm like, actually, that's fun.
Hi, Alicia. This is Courtney from Colorado again. My wedding is in 28 days, and I am really struggling to figure out how to include my step-parents because I want them to feel just as important, but I don't want to steal things from, like, my dad walking me down the aisle. All the other ideas are pretty lame I'm finding online. Do you have any suggestions? Thanks. Happy days. Courtney, I'm so happy that you're in a good time and place with your step-parents because so often I get voice messages, uh, which are fine, I, you know, that are about saying, ugh, how do I get rid of them from my wedding? So it's nice to hear that you would like to include them in your wedding. And yes, I agree with you. Googling step-parents and weddings, there's lots of lame boring, uh, as I said just a second ago, sentimental stuff that is a bit smushy and a bit like, ugh, I don't know if that's really what I want to be doing. And also it makes them feel a bit like you know, second place Sally's. So here's the thing. I think they should be treated as uh, extra special guests that aren't your parents, as you've just said. You don't want to take away those special moments like your father-daughter walking down the aisle thing, or perhaps there's a dance situation. I mean, my first thing is the idea that you can have a first dance if you're doing it, no pressure. And then you start with your step-parents, perhaps, and then you bring your parents on or vice versa. So there's a way that you're saying, hey, you guys are special to me and uh, we'll also bring on the parents. We'll all be happy and we'll all get along. So that's one way that you can sort of spread them out equally without necessarily shining a huge beacon on them saying that uh, they're taking your parents' traditional, quote-unquote, traditional roles in the wedding. That's one option. I don't know if you've decided who your witnesses will be that will sign the official doc. Maybe you could bring in your step-parents to do that. I don't know if that's something you feel comfortable with. I don't know your relationship with them. It sounds like, you, as you said, you get along. You want to include them in the wedding. Maybe that's a nice gesture. Could be weird. Don't know. Just throwing it out there. Of course, I'm sure you have considered readings and having them involved in the service or ceremony in some way. Maybe they could do it together. They could come up as a little duo who both married your parents. They've got that in common. Oh, that was an unintentional early morning burn. Sorry, no reason for that at all. I think whatever you do, it's just good to say to them, you mean a lot to us and we love you and we're very happy that you're here and we thank you for your for your parentage, step-parentage as well. Maybe it's just saying that in the speech. If you guys are making speeches, acknowledge them. Get them to stand up and shake their booties. Give them a wave. Everyone gives them a clap. Maybe it's that simple. And we don't need to come up with jobs and uh, special moments for them because a speech, thanks, it's pretty nice. Gosh, wish you well, Courtney. It's coming down 20 days. 20 days is ticking down. It's probably less now because you sent this this week. Very excited for you too. Look, Dee, Courtney, all happening. I've got time for one more voice message before the break. Here we go. Hey, Alicia, it's Aideen here calling from London. I'm currently mid-run along the river, so apologies in advance for any dogs or kids or boats you might hear. It's party boat season here in London. That's pretty much what the background noise is going to be, if there's any. Um, So I'm calling today, not really with a question this time, um, more just to share my thoughts over the last few weeks because I'm sure there are some other brides or grooms who may be having a similar thought process um yeah and I thought it might help anyone I guess quick background fiance and myself together for 10 years next month getting married in September 
trying to plan a very us day, I suppose. Um, really trying not to get caught up in the whole industry in inverted commas um just trying to have quite an authentic day that feels very us with our friends and family some good food good drinks a bit of a party after you know quite a meaningful ceremony um and yeah just really calling to say man like weddings mess with your mind went from being really really set on what we wanted particularly what I wanted in terms of my dress and how the day would feel and just I guess it's so easy to get caught up in what people think you should do trying really really hard not to you know listen too much to all the opinions that are coming our way and I guess yeah just calling to say even with the best intentions on being a bride chiller or a groom chiller it's okay if that feels harder at times than others um for example discovered my dress that I'd purchased on eBay that I loved and had brought to a seamstress to make fit perfectly for me isn't actually going to fit it's just not going to work she can't do anything more with it um I've since bought a beautiful dress that I love that does fit um a sample from a designer that I love but obviously has spent a lot more than I intended to kind of feeling like oh you know I'm not as chilled now or you know I've really I've not managed to treat this day like I planned um basically just yeah feelings man weddings are crazy um so it's really just a shout out a bit of solidarity to anyone else who might be feeling this way um yeah we're still bride chillers even if the day is looking a little different than we expected collectively um And yeah, just thanks again for the voice of reason and a lot of this madness and for all the great stuff you're doing on the podcast. Thanks. Great message. Solid, solid message. And I sat there nodding very, very thoughtfully throughout the whole message because the whole thing is, as Aideen said, is that the part of the thing is we can't control really anything in this world that got a bit deep. We can't control everything. That's what being a bride chiller is about. It's letting it, I think I said this before, wash over you, just letting it happen and then being mindful and thoughtful and calm enough to deal with shit that goes down. I think when we look at silly TV shows about bridezillas and we read wedding forums where people are going feral and being completely unreasonable, it's because they are out of control. They've lost control. They don't have any calm time. They don't know who to turn to and have a discussion. They should be bloody listening to this podcast and joining our community, by the way. But that's the thing. It's it's one of those situations where, yes, yeah, stuff will come along. If you think about the everyday, things happen every week that I'm not expecting. And it's a matter of what would a bride chiller do? We go back to that thing. I'm going to get some of those little Jesus bracelets made. I'm going to I'm, look. I'm writing this down now. Jesus bracelet. Listen to my writing. There it is. It won't be a Jesus bracelet. But you know the people that wear, what would Jesus do? No disrespect. Jesus and bride chillers are different. But the idea to say, look at your wrist and think about when shit goes down and you feel a little bit stressed, what would you do? What would a bride chiller do? Well, sometimes a bride chiller would go and scream into a pillow. There's no disres- There's no problem doing that. Sometimes you need to go to another room and have a deep breath. Sometimes you might need to get angry. I'm not saying a bride chiller needs to be void of any feelings. So, you know, great message. 
so many great feelings I had and I know people would have gotten lots of good feelings from it too. So thank you for ringing in and I love that you're riding along the river. It's one of my favourite places in London to go for a bit of a jog. You get to get angry at tourists getting in your way. I've become that person. And uh, you get to see nearly every icon. It's always weird when you're running along the Thames. You go, oh, there's South Bank and the London Eye. You know, the big Ferris wheel thing. Oh, there's Big Ben. There's the House of pa- Houses of Parliament. Uh, you know, you go past all of this stuff in one run. So it distracts me. And then I go, oh, that's right. Sometimes you forget you live in London, where I live, because you're out in the burbs, you're out in the suburbs, and then when you go to the city and you do a run along the waterfront, it's pretty nice. So thank you so much for ringing in, and I love your advice, and I encourage you, if you're a bride chiller and you just want to leave a message, like Aiden did, just to say, hey, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I'm going through, it's fantastic. And that's why I'm asking people to contribute to the Bride Chiller blog is to just channel into those feelings and to share them with other people because like all good feelings that we have, it sometimes feels really good when you realize other people are going through the same thing. Again, this is why this podcast works is because everyone's open and honest and we share, we help each other. Ooh, I talked about schmushy before. That was a bit schmushy. Vom. I'll go away and uh, harden up a little bit. After the break, the lovely Amanda is joining me and she is talking about a course that she's about to release. Well, actually, it's been released now uh, that might help you very much with your wedding planning. Stay tuned. Listen. Enjoy. A big welcome back. How was the break for you? It was good for me. I hope you are supporting my lovely Bride Chiller podcast partners. They helped me run this shindig. Very excited now to be welcoming the lovely Amanda Jacqueline. She has uh, a website called Amanda Saturday. She is just about to launch. Well, actually, it's launched. It's too bad. It's already launched. An amazing wedding planning course. It's an online course that is entitled Plan Your Wedding in 60 Days. And really what it does is sets you up with the foundations of all the information and skills that you need to get focused and get planning. I'm very excited because she contacted me and asked if I would like to partner with her in promoting the course. Also, I thought this is great because she's exactly what Bride Chillers is all about. It's about not getting stressed. It's about staying focused and getting shit done. As always, full transparency and disclosure here that if you purchase the course through my link, then I get a small coin handshake. I don't know. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, an, I'm an affiliate for this course, but uh, I don't really put my name. This is the first time I've done an affiliate situation, so I don't really put my name with stuff that I don't believe in. And when Amanda contacted me, I was like, this is actually a pretty good, pretty good idea. It's a pretty good course, and uh, I think it's very well suited to you. I'll stop talking now. Well, I won't. I'm going to continue talking, but more in an interview situation. Uh, let's catch up with the lovely Amanda Jacqueline from Amanda Saturday. Now, listen, we are, listen, I'm, it's like I'm lecturing you. Listen, I'm very excited. You got in touch with me a couple of months ago, well, saying that you have created this amazing course. And as soon as I read about it, I'm like, this is for my bride chillers. This is straight away. Let's go. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk about it. So I, I'm excited. I'm telling too much of the information before asking, because this is how excited I am by it. But tell me, tell me what you do, what you're offering and how this can help my people. I have a wedding blog, amandasaturday.com. I also contribute to the wedding blog 
called Loverly. Nice. And for almost a year now, I've been in the process of creating an online course to guide do-it-yourself brides from start to finish with planning their own wedding. And as far as what I mean by do-it-yourself brides, people that are taking the planning on themselves and maybe just don't have it in their budget to hire a full-on wedding planner. So it's going to help them just bring them through the whole process so that they don't overlook anything, ways to save, ways to cut down on what they're spending on. You know, it helps them with things that may sneak up and add extra costs to the wedding, just making sure that no detail goes unfinished and nothing gets overlooked. And it really just takes all the stress out of it because a bajillion years ago when I first started to plan weddings, I researched for so long. You can spend hours and hours and hours on the computer late nights and it's just so stressful and this just takes all of that out of it. You just go through this and that's it. And then you have all that extra time that you would have wasted and got stressed out about. Well, the gift of time is a very, uh, I think, sometimes undervalued gift, which is, is so important to think about how long we spend dicking around, wasting time on Pinterest. I know I love Pinterest, yes. don't get me wrong, but we do, you know, if you set a little stopwatch and said, I'm just going to do this task. And I look, Amanda, I am the worst when it comes to this, especially running my business. I'll sit down and go, I'm just going to create one Instagram post and then 46 minutes later I've created 28 Instagram posts and I get lost in this <laughs> tangent 46 minutes is an under a huge understatement ask Rich he'll be like five hours and but it is this thing you get stuck in this weird zone of planning where you sort of go I've got to do this okay I've got to run over here and do this and it can become even more overwhelming when you don't have a system in place Yes, you're exactly right. And Pinterest can be a blessing, but also a curse because it can literally suck you in for like six hours. Oh, can it ever. And a lot, of, a lot of what's on there is just not realistic and it's curated and it just, it takes you to a unrealistic expectation. So you've got to be very careful with how you use Pinterest. Tell me a little bit about the course because for a lot of people, I'm, you know, in, in the business, in the business world, like I'm a really a part of the business world, but <laughs> there's a really big sort of push at the moment I've noticed in entrepreneurial circles for people to do online courses. And I have myself purchased a number of courses which have really helped me. And I mean, given me new uh, skills and also the fact that I can do it in my own time because I've got a nine to five the podcast I do every other hour of my life happily, but it's really hard to go. I can't physically go to a course. I can't necessarily book a time and with a, a business mentor. So for me, they've been really valuable because I can just sit down at my computer at six o'clock in the morning and, and do a module. Is, is that what you were hoping to make with this course? Because the course is very full on as in you're covering a lot of information, but also it's very accessible. Yes, that's exactly right, Alicia. I've also taken several online courses. Um, my favorite platform is Teachable, which is where my course is hosted at. But the purpose is to help the student achieve a specific task. And it's oftentimes not even what you can find out there in a traditional way of education. Mm -hmm. So it is online and for the first eight weeks, 
each module will launch subsequently each Monday. After that first eight weeks, if somebody enrolls, they'll see all of the content there available to them. But the great part about an online course is that if you overlook something two modules back, you can go back and watch the video or download the worksheet or read the lesson again. So it's always going to be there for you to reference, which is really, really great. What works for me and my brain, and I think so many people are in this boat. Look, I've got a bit of a fishbowl brain and I blame the internet. But uh, it's not even called fishbowl. It's called goldfish brain. That's just a – there we go. <laughs> we've, just, we've just done it. But what I find when I'm learning and when I'm taking in new information, and I think this is – you've just hit the nail on the head with Teachable, is that when you create a module and you go on and you learn about a specific topic, you can just do that one day and then you can go away and you can think about it and then you can come back and learn about another thing, which is so great for your brain and so great for your thought process rather than just – as you say, being inundated with blogs, Pinterest, uh, magazines, podcasts, although we love the podcast, obviously, but you can. Yes, we do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you can feel pretty like overwhelmed because everyone's like shouting information at you when it's much easier, I think, to absorb information in one go and just stick to one topic and figure it out. That's, that's for me. Yes. Totally. And when you go on researching about how to plan your wedding, the blogs and all the resources, they're amazing and they're beautiful and they're perfectly curated, but it's not in a specific order. And mm. I mean, you can go to the bookstore and buy one of the $20 planning books, but oftentimes they will already be outdated and they'll be for a very specific style of wedding, which is what I found when I was planning my own wedding. I just wanted those one of those beautiful books. I wanted something to carry around and keep with me, something to look at and make pretty notes in, but I never really used them because they just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, get, I struggled with the idea. I went and bought a folder and I just crammed a lot of shit into it that I didn't need and never looked <laughs> at the folder. It was like a place for me just to put like people go here's a brochure and I go thank you I'll put it in my wedding folder and then the wedding folder just turned into this giant you know heavy thing that I'd carry around and never use so I think they're lovely and if you're into like using glue and being organized with that sort of stuff and sticking it in gorgeous but I think like you're saying a lot of people go online now and organizing things in their own way and it's uh, probably a little easier to see something on your iPhone or on your desktop or at work sneakily. Exactly, because, I mean, nowadays everything has to be accessible digitally um, across all devices. So I teach my students how to make all of their contracts and plans and just streamline and automate everything so that they can pick up their iPhone and they can see everything that they've got. You can also go through the course on your iPhone if you aren't at your desktop, wherever you may be, but also to have the wedding folder to keep the hard copies of the contracts and brochures and such, but also a way to scan the documents and upload them into folders to just be more organized digitally, because that's just how people do it nowadays. Yeah, and look, I don't want to give everyone the idea that I'm some sort of sloth, but you know, I just wasn't into the folder. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me a little bit about what people, uh, you know, should expect from the course, because uh, as you said, 
And when we first met and started talking, you were in no way discouraging people to hire a wedding planner or a coordinator, but this is really a way to say, listen, here's a way to focus in on the tasks at hand, not get distracted, and also just keep it chill, which is what appealed massively to me when uh, we first started chatting. Yes, exactly. I mean, wedding planners are so valuable. They're like fairy godmothers. I mean, they, they do it all, but... It's just not in everybody's budget. Um, at the very least, if you can swing it, I absolutely recommend getting a day of coordinator mm -hmm. to have a go-to person on that day to organize everything. If a vendor's late, they can call that person instead of calling you, stressing you out. So I love, I love wedding planners. They're, they're amazing and they're totally worth it if you have it in your budget. But if not, this is a way to just walk you through everything without getting that shiny object syndrome and just to keep you focused. I narrow things down into the top 10 most important deadlines and we start at the most important and go from there and just start booking things in order, not to get sidetracked. And once a week, there's a new module, like I said, focusing on something different with a new homework assignment. And by the end, you'll be good to go and you'll be up to speed and ready for your wedding date. Oh, I love it. And tell me a little bit about the community. You've got a private Facebook group going as well? Yes, that's right. So that the students can chit chat with each other and share pictures of their wedding dress or talk about venues together, stuff like that. I don't go over in the course specific style. I don't go over style of dresses. This is going to be the logistics. It's not how to design a custom archway with floral. It's nothing like that. It's all the logistics part of it. And it'll just be nice to have that community just for the students in the course to chit chat together and share their inspirations and pictures of their dress that they're super excited they just got and things like that. Yeah, I like that. And I think, you know, as an example, the Bride Chiller community, they do the same sort of stuff on the Facebook page. And it's so nice to see everyone connecting and sharing their stories. And I think also when you are going back to my experiences with an online course that I completed recently, I have made some amazing online friends there. And they're real friends. They're not just online friends. They exist in real life. Uh, but, you know, it's great because we know so much about our, each other's lives and we're really gunning for each other and helping each other out and giving advice and I think people really underestimate especially when they go into sort of random forums and stuff and I know that there are people that go in and, and make friends as well but you know when you are in a specific group and you're going through a task and you're working on projects and goals together it really gives you a boost. Yes totally and if you have a question about something and you just want a quick answer, maybe somebody else knows and they're in the group and I'll be in the group and it's just a way that we can all chit chat together and just build relationships. Yeah. Who knows? You might find somebody in your area that you might have a friendship with and it's great. It's a great, it's a great way to build a community. It is. And I think it's a very clever idea. And I'm so happy that you have built the course and you got in touch because now you can be uh, sharing all of your knowledge with all my people and beyond. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm happy because I'm partnering with you and it's really nice because uh, by having you on the show and by uh, people going to my link 
that is promoting your course, which I'm going to share with you. It also helps uh, support the podcast. So that's actually really nice. And I'm very happy that you chose to get in touch with me, Amanda, Saturday. And do you like going to say your name now? Amanda Saturday. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I can't wait to see what uh, I can't wait to sort of get involved in the community and see what everyone's up to because I think it's just a fantastic place and a fantastic idea. So the course, remind everyone what the course is and then I will tell them how to find it. The course is called Plan Your Wedding in 60 Days. When you enroll, you'll have access to the intro module, which is going to walk you through what the rest of the course contains. It's going to give you access to the private Facebook group. And it's also going to touch on dealing with things that can be overwhelming with your wedding, navigating bridal expos, and also organize your Pinterest in a way that you can trans translate your vision to your vendors. Mm. And then starting on September 6th, that's when module one will be released. And then every Monday thereafter, a new module will be released as well. Great. So if someone's listening to this in 2017, they can still jump on board and be a part of the course. Of course, they can jump on board and everything's there. But I definitely encourage you to go in order because that's the whole purpose of this is to reduce eliminate as much wedding planning stress as possible and if you jump around you're going to make yourself crazy totes i feel you yes i totally feel you all right well you can go to i've created a special link just for my bride chiller people if you go to thebridechiller.com slash 60 days that's slash 60 days the link will be in the show notes today and i will be doing a bit of social mediaing it's a new word to uh, share more information about the course and Amanda. And I'm so happy that you can come on the show and and share your love. So thank you so much, Amanda. And I uh, encourage everyone to get involved and let me know if you are going to be a part of the course. Tell us about it. Yes. And thank you. Not a problem. Until uh, Monday's episode of the Bride Chiller podcast, I wish you all a fantastic weekend and happy days. 